0: Hey there, it's just me today, my buddy John, he's uh, out of town with work today, so um, here it is on this beautiful Friday afternoon. I hope you guys are doing well and, you know, shaking it. Things are good, things are well, isn't that what you're supposed to say as as a teacher? What about the fear factor? How's that going? You're not letting fear get the best of you, are you? I didn't think so. I hope not. Do not fear. However old you are, you're here. And that's by grace. That's a gift. The future will not take you down. Whatever you might fear or be worried about, You're doing just fine. Even in the hard times. You know what we're going to talk about today? That was kind of rhetorical, wasn't it? Uh, Today, you know, I kind of missed the banter with, with John, so we'll just kind of like pretend we've done the banter, and I'm just going to go ahead and start with the subject matter. Today, we'll be a story that involves myself, a thief, a struggle, here, 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 and an unexpected ending. And then a couple of comments and we'll be uh, finished with with today's episode. Let's call it um, Kampot forgiveness. I thought about maybe Cambodian forgiveness, but Kampot forgiveness. So I paid for a hotel room and it um, cost me $50 for this nice room for a week. That would be like $7 a night. So I gave her a $50 bill, the girl at the front desk, and I said, keep the one. And she smiled. It's a nice room, fifth floor on the corner, air conditioning, screens on the windows, TV, big bathroom, seven bucks a night. Can't beat that, can you? I stayed there for a good while, kind of basing myself out of Kampot. Anyway, one of the evenings there I decided to go and listen to some music, so I got on uh, a tuk-tuk you know, a tuk-tuk is one of those uh, things that you see on TV and, and in that part of the world where it's like a motorcycle front end, and then it's got a uh, uh, a seat behind it with a with a with a covering, and so you sit behind the driver on the motorcycle seat in your in your seat, and with a covering, and you just go around town. Three wheels, front wheel, two back wheels. So I got into that, and that's going to involve. The story later on is the reason I'm describing it to you. So we take off across town. I get over, we cross the river, the Chu River or the Chi River. Some people call it the Kampot River, which is the river I referenced last week uh, with the man in the conversation and the man that said to his wife, Let's go home and have a beer with Jesus. Same river. So we made it across the river, went down the river a ways, this is a city of about 75,000 people, and made it to a place right on the river on the far side, a couple miles, maybe three miles away from my hotel. And I got out in the evening, found the little place I was going to right on the river, just like something out of the movies like, you know, you'd seen one of the movies of Southeast Asia 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. You know, a uh, little restaurant, bar area, uh, wide open, trees all around. Uh, so I listened to the guitar player, had something to eat, had a couple of beers, and just kinda hanging out and visiting with people, and just mostly just real relaxed thinking, looking out the river. I do that a lot. And uh, I, guess, I guess that's a part of being a traveler, doing some thinking, looking at nature. Had a great evening. Great evening. It was about I don't know ten o'clock, ten between ten and eleven, maybe ten thirty. Went outside, flagged down a tuk tuk driver, and got in got in the back. Went all the way back. It was dark. Went across the river. Got on back. I was looking at my iPad a little bit, you know, seeing if I could frame a picture or two going back in the darkness. Maybe catch some lights right. You know, and the thing about the iPad is that whole seven years that I was on the road from 2012 to 2019 um, is that I didn't, I didn't have a phone. So my iPad was how I communicated uh, not only with, with, with uh, uh, messengers and Facebook with the pictures and once in a while FaceTime. Uh, that's how I communicated, had everything on there, that's, that, that was my deal, my, my iPad. So, looking at that, went down the streets, made it back to the hotel, I guess it was around 11, maybe a little bit after 11. I got off there, and the lady come out from, that was working the front desk of the hotel, and she was saying, oh, Hi, hi, she walked down the pathway, so I got off, had my little pack, and had my iPads, I went, Hi, so I set the iPad down, on the seat, turned to her, and uh, I had already paid him. And I was standing right there next to it, talking to her, and I mean, just as soon as I turned to talk to her, say hello, this uh, um, uh, tuk-tuk driver, well, he just whammed it up, and he zipped out of there. And as soon as he took off, he heard me. I went, hey! And he just went, Yelling, we're both yelling at him, and he just took off down the street. He was gone. With my iPad, my only means of communication that I've carried with me everywhere for seven years, gone. <laughs> Actually, at that point, I'd been on the road for three years, for the, for the last three years. So this was in 2014. And so he was gone. Wow. Gone forever. Did, you know, no license plate. I didn't know who he was. That really bugged me. That got to me to the point. You know, I've been robbed several times in my life, <laughs> even in the United States. Um, and uh, so, it really just ticked me off. I got to be real honest. That got to me. And so, I did the thing that that I thought, okay, I'm going to go ahead and pursue this. Usually, you know, it's just things. We have things. Thieves bother me, as they should. They don't know if you've ever been robbed or something that you really like was stolen from you or something that you valued was stolen from you. So here's the deal. He's gone. I'm angry. And I was surprised at the depth of my anger. Got to let you know. Surprised at the depth of my anger. Just ticked me off. And so... Um, went on for a couple of days, just kind of like, hmm, okay, okay. And I was planning to trip back to the States probably about a month or six weeks after this, uh, six weeks later. So I thought for the next six weeks, places I was going, you know, I was just ticked off. And so here's what I did. I thought, I'll play this game. I'm kind of old school like that. So I went and I... Got a couple of names around town, and I went to a couple of people that uh, seemed to really be bothered by what happened to me, some Cambodian businessmen, and I said, I'm going to give you a cash reward if we can locate this guy that stole my iPad. And I remembered his facial features, his, his build, um, his look to a certain degree, because I, de- I described it fairly well, Pay attention at least that much, which is kind of surprising and dark at night, how I remembered him. So I let it go. I moved into a different hotel, one closer to the river over the next few days. Well, by the time that it was stolen and the time that I was standing outside and the owner of the current hotel I was at walked up to me and he said, "Uh, Mr. Mr. John, we found him. I went, What? He goes, we found him. I went, yeah. He pointed, and there was another man, another Cambodian man, kind of with long hair, wasn't him. He goes, my friend found him. So they'd been on it. And he says, come with me. So he got his motorcycle. I jumped on the back of his motorcycle immediately, and we took off following the guy that had come up to him. And said, "I got him. I know where he is." So we went to this other section of town, got off, and uh, I don't want to be too detailed in the story, but I do want to give you what happened fairly detailed. And he says, "And there was there was this row of tuk tuks, crowded area, kind of an open market area." So I just started to walk, and they weren't walking with me. They kind of st- stood back and were just watching. So I walked down the row. Kind of looked at the drivers, no, 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 no. And there was a couple tuk-tuks that nobody was there. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Turned around to kind of look around, started to walk back. And sure enough, who did I run into? Right there on the sidewalk was the man himself. I saw him coming. He, he was looking down. And I saw him, that's the guy. So I stopped in the middle and he kind of came up and he looked up. He looked up at me. He was about maybe, I'm maybe 6'10", six, 6'10 10, six, 10 and a half. He was probably, uh, Five ten, excuse me. Uh, I'm probably five ten, five ten and a half. He was probably five seven, real stocky. And he stopped and looked up at me, and he just kind of went. Oh. I went, I know you, and he went, No, 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 me, like that. And I went, I know you. You stole my iPad. You have my iPad. You know the night, and I. I just said, the night we went to the river, you brought me back, I got off at this hotel, told him the name of the hotel, and you took off when I set the iPad down when I got out. You just took off with my iPad on it, on the back. And he went, I said, I know you did it. He went, no, no, and I went, yes, sir. That was you, I recognize you. And a crowd began to gather around us. So the crowd gathered around there is maybe 20, 30 people in a semicircle around watching this interaction and he kind of bowed up and looking at me like I was going to attack him or something and I just said, "Do you have the iPad? Can you give me the iPad?" And he went he just shook his head no he was like this." N-mm. I said, "Well you, I said, "Did you sell the iPad? Is it gone?" And he just went he wouldn't talk and I goes, "No, no, no." And it angered me I wanted my uh, justice. I wanted the eye for the eye. I really did. I, I, you know, some reason it just got to me, this whole thing. So I looked at him and I said, "All right." I said, I'm a, I said, "I'm a tourist. I will go to the police, and I will tell them that you stole my iPad." You know what happens in that part of the world when uh, the locals start stealing from the tourists that they rely on for part of their economy? There's a problem. I just want to say there's there's a big problem. And he looked at me, his eyes got big, and I said, so iPad gone. You stole my iPad, it's gone, and I know it was you. I will go and tell the police. I will go and tell them. He was just looking at me going, no, no. And I went, yes, sir. Bye. And I walked off. And the other two guys later, we went, drove back to his hotel and I said, no iPad. He goes, yeah. So I tried to give him some money. I tried to give him uh, um, $40. He said no, because I didn't get the iPad back. I try to give him 20 to give to the other guy. And he goes, no, they wouldn't take any money from me. I found that interesting. That was very nice of him. But still, that very day, as I bring this to a conclusion story, that very day, that very day, in the evening, I went out to eat. I'm walking down to go to a seaside little restaurant and I'm planning to get some fish caught out of the river, maybe a little bit of crab. It's really good. It's a really a great little restaurant. Just the food was great. And so I'm on my way there. It's just after dusk, and the tuk-tuks are going by on the street. It's a fairly busy street. I'm walking along the side, and suddenly this tuk-tuk coming down the street pulls right in front of me and stops. And there he is, the one that stole my iPad. And he looked at me. I looked at him. He gets out. He comes around me, and I just kind of track him, follow him around. And he stops about 10 feet away from me, and he, hunt, he gets, hunches down. He gets on his hunches, so down, and just looks at me. And his English is, is not bad. It's not real good, but it's not bad not not too bad so i stopped and i said what are you doing and he wouldn't talk to me i said do you do you i said i said i'm trying to remember now exactly what i said i said did you did you take my ipad and sell it and get money for it and he just looked at me and i said that's what you did, didn't you? You got money from my iPad. And he just kind of looked at me. He goes, no iPad. I said, do you sell it? I said, go ahead and tell me. He went, shook his head. I went, oh. So we stood he, he, there, and I was quite quiet. Four or five people walked up and were watching us, this interaction, Cambodian people. And, uh, he said, no iPad. And his eyes watered up. He said, no police. You know, that, because I, I know that they would take him and beat him. I don't know what else they would do, but I know that he would be in big trouble. And he would, there would be physical violence involved with the police for what he did. That's just that part of the world, FYI. I knew that, I knew that all along, and he says, no police, and I said, what you did was wrong, that's my iPad, you stole my iPad, you took my iPad. No excuse, I said no excuse, and he went, please, please, no trouble. No, police. And he got down from his haunches and he just put himself on his knees and he went and he kind of bowed and he kind of he kind of bowed before me, and a little rocking a little bit. He goes no, and he just hung his head down. And suddenly, pretty suddenly, all that anger I had. evaporated more than evaporated it was like I just went here am I standing up in front of him and he's bowed down before me caught him dead to rights stole my property that was pretty expensive sold it got a few dollars and he's begging for mercy, not to be punished. With his head bowed, asking for mercy. And I just stood there going, oh. So I, I I know myself, well enough, <laughs> and I'm honest with myself well enough to know all the doors that I've walked through in my life. And I've walked through some it's pretty rough doors, I guess, as some of you have done some pretty rough things, and I myself have begged for mercy and grace and forgiveness from the one that I've offended and been so selfish with 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 my creator of course I'm talking about and he brought joy to me and he forgave me as his promise as he promised to do as his promise is and that that very emotion overwhelmed me at that moment You can say that was the Spirit of God. You can say it was all cognitive. You can just say whatever you want to say. I know that it was a lesson that came into my heart from my own life. I was you. We're not talking about you. I have been given so much mercy in my life, so much grace in my life, so much forgiveness in my life. And here I was with anger to this man, ready for my eye for an eye, because that was justice. And as he bowed and asked for mercy before me, me, who I'm unworthy for anyone to bow before, obviously. (laughs) I don't know about you. I won't speak for you. But I, I'm like this man's bowing before me, with his head hung low. Saying, please, please. So I, here's what I did. Let's let's finish the story. I sat before him. I can't get in my hunches so much in my older older years like 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 I used to be able to. So I sat before him. And I said, look, I said, hey, look, look, look. I said, it's okay no police, no police, it's okay. I, and I, I, I had to say it, I wanted to say it. At that point I wanted to say it. I go, I forgive you, I forgive you. Why? And I said, because it's true. I said, because of Jesus. Like, looked at me. I go, Jesus. And he went. oh. I wanted to say the, the name, because that's what motivated me. Motivated me to do what I just did. And he just looked at me. Kind of rocked back and forth. I said, It's okay. Come on. So we got up. There was about ten people around us, and I said, It's okay. God bless you. Peace, peace to you, peace. And he's like looking at me. I go peace. I put my hand out, and he put his hand out, and I shook his hand. I said it's okay, no police. And he just went. And he looked at me. I said bye. He went. He got in his tuk tuk and he drove away. Um, yeah. Nothing special about me in that. That's, And I mean that from the depth of my being. Here's what I learned to close it out, but please listen. Here's what I learned. One of the things I learned. Being able to be in a situation where you can say, when you've been wounded, when you've been wounded, that's what forgiveness is about. It's different. It's different from other things. When you've been wounded, somehow, some way, offended, so many people are offended these days. Okay. When you've been wounded, really hurt. And that anger comes out and you can transition from that anger into forgiveness. You have gained the world. You have gained a gift that is irreplaceable. And that gift to your character is so honorable and so Such a gift given that it can carry you through to the end of your days here and on and on and on and in to the eternity on the other side. I will say, being able to forgive someone on the spot unexpectedly is one of the most intimate experiences that you. Can ever have. It was for me. I'm talking about in my life. And I've had a lot of different kinds of intimate experiences. And I'm not just talking about sexually, okay. I'm talking about intimate experiences. Being able to forgive will bring will bring the most human element to the forefront where you go, I've experienced one of the most beautiful things that can be experienced in life. Forgiveness. Kampot forgiveness. Well, I didn't stay with my notes. I'll end by saying, how is the thief? How is this thief different from you and me? He's not. He's not different from me. He may be different from you, but he's not. We all cry for forgiveness and in that we can turn around once received and it's given freely to overcome that eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. as we see in the streets today across the United States. A step above that and be real enough to work. speak of it now, forgiveness now, just makes me happy. And I'm happy I could share that experience with you deep lesson for me soul treasures from the road see you soon love you bye